Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining me today for this short Christmas message. I believe celebrating God and worshiping together is the greatest thing that a family can do. I hope you and your family are having a great morning together. I hope you have had plenty to eat today. I hope you unwrap some great gifts, have some belly laughs, and create some lasting memories for everyone. Christmas time is such an awesome time of the year. It's actually my favorite holiday, not just for the gifts and the family and the memories, but because today we get to celebrate the greatest gift ever given to mankind. Today, we celebrate the moment that God began His plan for man's redemption. See, Jesus is much more than just an important baby that was born and the world turned upside down by His good deeds. Jesus is the only Son of God and God Himself, and He chose to be born as a human so He could eventually be the Savior of humanity. And what's really special about Jesus is that people had been writing about Him for hundreds of years before He was born. The thing was, they got to know certain characteristics about Him, but they didn't know when He would come. So they were waiting on Him, looking to the future with hope for their Savior. I would love to read you some of the Christmas story this morning. It's found in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went into their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and he was expecting a child. While they, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave, born, she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there is no guest room available for them. In 1989, in Adamstown, Pennsylvania, a man bought a framed painting for $4 at a flea market. When he got home and began to examine the painting, he found a document folded up behind the painting. Experts later identified this document as a rare first printing of the Declaration of Independence. The document was one of about 200 copies the printer John Dunlap made after the Declaration's ratification on July 4, 1776 and one of only 26 copies that are known to still survive. In the year 2000, a TV producer bought the copy for a record $8.14 million through a global auction house. Could you imagine being the man to buy that painting and your life turning upside down? I have no clue how I would react if it was me. But even more so, could you imagine being the person that sold the man the painting at the flea market? having something of that much value right below your nose, and you just overlooked it. When Jesus was born, this was really the general state of everyone that was around. The King of the universe, the Savior of mankind, the Messiah that had been promised for hundreds of years was just born right under their noses. But very few people recognized what just happened. How many times in history do you think a king has been born in a cattle stable because there was no room available at the inn due to high demand from the census? 
And that very king laid on display in a manger, essentially a cow trough, because there was no crib readily available for Mary and Joseph to lay their newborn. Throughout Jesus' life, he fulfilled over 300 different prophecies that were foretold about him over hundreds of years and written about by multiple writers. Some scholars have even found upwards of 500 prophecies in the Old Testament of the Bible that Jesus fulfilled in his lifetime. The odds of one person even fulfilling eight of these prophecies accurately and perfectly is one in the 10 to the 17th power. That's a one with 17 zeros behind it. That would be the same odds as one person winning $15 million in the lottery every day for 10 days straight. And that's only eight prophecies of the hundreds that were written about Jesus' coming. My point is this. There was only one person that could ever fulfill all of the prophecies that were written in your Bible. And Jesus did that because He was God's plan for mankind's redemption. The person of the greatest value to ever walk the earth. And most people missed Him overlooked him, doubted him, or ignored him. All because they were looking in places that they expected God to make his appearance. This morning, I want you to know that God's greatest blessings can be found in the most unexpected places. Most people, when we think of a king being born, we would expect a king to be born in a royal suite, in a grand location, surrounded by a great group of onlookers of the highest quality maybe even celebrated by a symphony of horns. Most people wouldn't have expected a king to be born in a dirty, nasty cattle stable, but that is where a king was born. Most people would not have expected a king to be born in a little farm town like Bethlehem, but that is where a king was born. Most people wouldn't have expected a king to be born in front of a group of onlooking farm animals and celebrated by their animal noises. But that is how a king was born. God's greatest blessings can be found in the most unexpected places. A few things that I want to leave you with this Christmas morning. Number one, the only way to access God's greatest blessings is to sell out and go all in. There's a story that Jesus tells of a man that finds a pearl in a field, and so he buries the pearl in that field. He goes and sells everything that he has, and he buys that very field. Why would the man do that? Because even though it's in an unexpected place, he found something in that field that was worth his life and everything that he has. This is also true of Jesus and the kingdom of God that He brought with Him to earth when He was born. It's worth everything that we have and everything that we are. Number two, search for God in all things, not just the things that you think He's in. God is present always. Sometimes we just don't know the right way to look at things. Jesus is known also as Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that means that no matter if you're on top of a mountain of life or stuck in a deep valley, God is present with you there. So look for Him. We love to look for God in the magnificent, but God is just as present in the monotonous moments of life. And number three, Jesus is God's greatest gift to mankind. 
Jesus is God's greatest gift, but he's also the most overlooked and rejected gift that mankind has been offered. The Bible says that when we see Jesus in all of his glory when he returns, we won't be able to help but to bow down at his feet and worship him. But the only ones that are going to be able to spend eternity with him are the ones that recognized who he is before we see him in all of his glory. The ones who are going to be able to receive the gift of redemption that God gives mankind through the life death and resurrection of Jesus are the ones that recognize Jesus as their Lord and King before he returns, looking like what you would expect a king to look like. We have to first recognize Jesus as a baby born in a cattle barn, as a boy raised by a carpenter, as a man that laid his life down on our behalf, and as a Savior that was raised from the grave before we can experience the gift of redemption that was given to us when God brought this child into the world. If you want to know anything more about how to experience this redemption that God offers to mankind, I would encourage you to visit summitview.online slash Jesus, where we can help you to understand the great story that God has written. My prayer for you today and every day from here on is that you would recognize God's great gifts, even when they're in places that you wouldn't expect. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for the gift of Christmas that is Jesus. God, I pray that today, as we go about our lives and have all the great memories and fun, Lord, I pray that we won't forget the reason that we celebrate today, that the birth of Christ happened, and that we don't have to just celebrate Christmas. We can experience the significance of the birth of Christ today. And God, I pray that each one of us would look for God's greatest blessings in the most unexpected places today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope that you have a Merry Christmas, and we will see you next year.